Everybody out there listening, I hope you're ready for this. My name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these, these are, are the movies, movies that made us gay. gay. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to the show. Two great romances back to back. And today, we had yes. our friend Chris Rosam over to watch Pretty Woman, released March 23rd, 1990, directed by Gary Marshall and written by J.F. Welcome to the show, Chris. The show, Thank Chris. you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here discussing one of my favorite movies of all time. I think it's one of my favorite romantic comedies. And fun fact about Pretty Woman, uh-huh. this was almost episode 100. Oh, that's right. I, I think about that. it was yeah. on my schedule for episode 100. Mm-hmm. I even was messaging me. I was ready for that. Because she was our <laughs> guest for episode 100. And I decided to do to do uh, Dirty Dancing instead. Right. Well, so uh, you, you got Pretty Woman. Hey, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So Pre- it all Dirty Dancing out. also, you know, I carried watermelons many yeah, times. I, mean, I, re- I could be ready for that, but yeah. Pretty Woman... Ugh. It's so it's so <laughs> quotable. I mean, Chris, you, uh, you colored my hair, and when I went over for my last touch-up, I think that we just, like... Sh- Shouted pretty woman quotes for like five minutes. Screaming them back and forth. Probably. I mean, there are some quotable, fantastic lines. I mean, who Mm -hmm. could – I mean, there's not a day that goes by when you don't say, 50 bucks, grandpa, for 75, (laughs) the wife can watch. I mean – Reach, Bev, Will. It's it's my nickname on my jersey for (laughs) kickball. Reach, Bev, Will, and – the kids Amazing. had no idea what this was from, and I had to school them oh, on yes. the joy of the Laura Sangiacomo and Pretty Woman. <laughs> I have a lot to say about her. Love that. But before we get too into talking about Pretty yeah, Woman, yeah. uh, this is our fourth Julia Roberts movie that we've Ooh. covered okay. on Movies That Made Us Gay. All right. So we started out done? with Steel Magnolias. Yeah, okay. That was the first one we uh, did. I mean, sure. that one, there's not a day that goes by that I don't quote that <laughs> motherfucker. But yeah, we, I digress. We yeah. did one last summer. Um. Uh. With last Blake. Did you do hook with Blake? We oh, we did my best friend's wedding. Okay. My best friend's yeah, wedding. Best friend. We did hook was we just, our. We I just think did hook. hook was yeah. our Christmas episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now pretty woman. Yeah. Okay. Number four. I mean, we love us you some Julia. Work, you work Julia on the pod and in honor 
I think that I'm going to start calling this segment like leading ladies, <laughs> like a quiz okay. of just like all of our favorite leading ladies that we've started to do three or maybe four movies of. Wait a minute. Are you are you going to test us? Was I'm there gonna, homework? Oh, gonna, my God. I didn't you do a little, it. A little Julia now Roberts. A warning. Pop. Okay. <laughs> We're going to do a little Julia Roberts pop quiz. All right. So. <sighs> all right. Can, and you can both like tag team all of this. Too. OK. Oh, can you right. name the four movies in her most known for an IMDb? Okay. So these are like the mysterious All right. internet movie database algorithm. Right. What comes up I'm thinking in the main page? Aaron Brockovich. Oscar win. Aaron yeah. Brockovich is there. Okay. The I mean, Pretty four. Woman has to be there. Pretty, pretty Woman is number one. Okay. okay. It's okay. the first Two one. More. Mm-hmm. My t- Best Friend's Wedding? My I mean, that was like a, isn't there. Okay, that was oh, a no. big resurgence you, you for her. That was her. like the yep. comeback yeah. of the pretty yeah. woman they yeah. called her. She was her. coming off of quite a few flops in the yeah. mid-90s. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm taking um, off um, Let's see. my next two choices, Pelican Brief and Mary Riley. No. <laughs> Pelican Brief. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Pelican Brief, I feel like a sizable hit for her. Is Mystic the Pizza there just because it was her first? Mystic Pizza's not there. No, I'm thinking the early ones are never there. So a little hint, these are both dramas. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think they're iconic Julia dramas, but I don't know if Julia you two, dramas. I don't know if you two really are super familiar with, with them. Nodding pull- Hill on there? Without pulling no. out our phones. Um, iconic Julia dramas. And we already said Aaron. Aaron's mm-hmm. there. We already um, said her. Okay, so is one Steel of- Magnolias on there? Steel Magnolias is not there. Uh, you uh, think- well, Steel Magnolias has, <laughs> has one of those casts that you think that it would show up with because the algorithm. Because so many of yeah. them. And yeah, 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 yeah. one of these movies... I think shows up for every actor in the movie. <laughs> okay, every, so it's like, every every it's a huge cast, and I want to say is that it like almost one of everyone. the oceans, like Ocean Eleven or Twelve. No. Okay. No. Not quite. Okay. You think that would also be there? But it's yeah. not there. A drama. It's a drama. She got a Oscar nomination for it. It was her follow up nomination, like. Over ten years later, it's August Osage County. It's August Osage County. Okay, Julia's really good. She is, but that's such a. It's that's such an, in everybody's. Top, yeah. yeah, it's one of the like it shows up for you and McGregor, Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, it's it's, it's yeah. great if you care about that yeah. sort of thing, but most people just let that pass it's and they give play. two shit. It's a really oh, yeah. weird movie. I to saw be it on Broadway. It was all of their maybe, amazing. Maybe I mean, didn't it win the Pulitzer or something? Yeah, I think the Merrill made it. Probably there's one more. Okay, okay. And it's another drama. It's another drama. It is based on a play as well. Oh, shit. Four, um, four big actors, and they're pretty much the only people Wasn't in the that movie. that one where like, she was like a cop or oh, something, I and know, her daughter got killed is. or something? No, 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 no. no. With, with Nicole Kidman? It's the one where they're all yelling at each other about sleeping with each other. And she talks about cum. About swallowing Clive Owen's jizz. Yeah. Oh, closer. closer. Taste but you, but yeah. sweeter. <laughs> yeah. It's closer. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember mm-hmm. I was dating a guy. I lived in New York at the time. And I was just, I, I saw that by myself. That's when I used to go take myself to movie dates mm-hmm. alone in New York all the time. It's one of my favorite things Scott, to do. Scott Young Bar status. But I was like, I will never see this with my, I was like, you go see that by yourself. <laughs> but fun. we're not seeing it together because yeah. this is just drama waiting to unfold. <laughs> this movie is just going to open up a can of worms. I remember the audience of women that I saw it with all gasped at that line. He tastes yeah. but you but sweeter. You can t- just tell like the entire audience of women just like. <gasps> They're like, cum's never sweet. <laughs> It's never sweet. I don't care how much pineapple. Liars. Pineapple. <laughs> liars. All right. So what do you think the highest grossing movie 
of hers is. Highest grossing Julia movie. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. This one was interesting. Yeah. I had kind of forgotten about it, but it oh, was like, okay. it was a huge hit it. when it came it out. It was a huge hit when mm. it came out. Can you give us a year or is that going to give it away too much? I mean, I think it would give it away. Okay. Um, it, also, the cast is huge. Cast is huge. Julia. Have, I mean, have was we, it Ocean's Eleven? It? It's, yeah, it's, one of the Ocean's. it's Ocean's Eleven. Okay. Yeah. Followed by Pretty Woman that made 178. It's, also, wow. 178 million in dollars 1990. in 1990. It yeah. is the isn't it still the highest grossing rom com? Wow. Ever? I mean, probably. I think that it's something about Mary. I think topped it in 98. Rom com really, or something was that slapstick, Mary, dirty, filthy comedy? Rom com. There's a her hair. We were talking about this earlier today. What what women want is still. One of the biggest romantic comedies ever made. Ew, it's Wild. so yeah, horrible. So weird. A movie that I never think about, so weird. but is still one of the biggest romantic yeah, I comedies. I guess it was Mel Gibson in his heyday, but mm-hmm, still. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nancy yeah. Myers was on a roll. Good old yeah, Okay, Nancy so Myers. what do you think the highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes is? Highest, highest rated? critical score. Highest critical this one was also score. interesting. Aaron Brockovich? No. Is it August Osage County? No. It is a TV movie. What? A television movie. It is a television movie. But are we talking HBO? It's it's for HBO. Oh. I mean, come on. It's Julia. Yeah. What did she do for HBO? I can't even think of. I think she was nominated for an Emmy. I don't think that she Probably. won, though. I can't think of it. What was it? Yeah, what was it? Give you a hint. It's Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy. Was she in... What was she in of Ryan Murphy? It's The Normal Heart. Oh. She was in Normal Heart? Yeah. That's wow. right. She was the doctor. She's the doctor. Oh my god! Um, can you name the other Gary Marshall movies Julia has made besides Runaway Bride? Runaway Bride. Yep. Mm-hmm. Reunited with Richard Gere. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the whole Gary Marshall ensemble. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, two uh, movies that you probably never think about. Okay. There's two more mm-hmm. besides Runaway Bride. Yep. And Pretty Woman. Okay. And Julia, is she star? Are they Julia vehicles, or is she like she's there? She is definitely heavily oh, featured oh, oh, in both uh, of them. It's the Valentine's Day Valentine's or Day. Oh, Day or whatever. Do you remember the other Day. holiday movie that he made with her? Was it New Mo- Year's Day or Mother's Mother's, Mother's, Mother's Day. Day? Is that the one with the bob? That's the one with the yeah, bob. The wig, that's, that's iconic horrible wig. Bob. <laughs> is it too Carol Channing? Uh, it's more. I mean, I think they're going for. Um, they're going for Anna Wintour. Anna Wintour, yeah. Um, Julia was the first actress to make a salary of $20 million for a movie. Do you know what it was for? Julia made $20 million My on... Best Friend's Wedding? I want to say she made $20 million on Aaron Brockovich. It was Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was a big thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, what was Julia's official screen debut that she got credit for? Oh, um, it's the movie where they're in a band. Yeah. With Justine Bateman. Yeah. And it's called Satisfaction. Yes. But it also has another name, and it was called The Girls of Summer. Wow. I've never seen it. It looks, it looks really cute. I, I saw it when it came out. Did I you remember? Yeah. Uh-huh. It was like one of those like summer things, and I just did lots of movies. And they were pushing Justine Bateman as like, she is well, the Well, yeah, because she was it. Because yeah. it was, it you was know. Mallory it yeah. was, yeah, yeah, she was Family Ties. And, she, and Justine Bateman, so cute. Love her. I loved her in Family Ties. She was so funny as Mallory. It's so strange. I, 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 it was always hard for me to put, even though they're just like basic white brunettes, but like I don't just see her and Jason as siblings <laughs> right? ever. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, how many Oscar nominations does Julia have, including her win? Four. I was Four? Gonna, I was you're say you're very right. Can you name okay. them? Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She won for Aaron Brockovich, obviously. She got a nomination for, I don't know, Pelican Brief? Steel Magnolia. Steel Magnolia. Oh, yeah, she did. That's mm-hmm. right. 
And what was the fourth? Yeah. And then we mentioned it at the top of the quiz. August Osage County. Oh, oh she got a nomination <laughs> for that. She, she was nominated for that, okay. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Who was her date to the Oscars of 1991 and 2001? Kiefer. And who's the other one? Oh, and 2001? Mm-hmm. When, when she won for Aaron Brockovich. Denzel. Oh. No. God. <laughs> she gave Dave, her, her she, husband? She, like, she, she read off Denzel's name. Yeah. No, it was who she was dating at the time. Oh, she wasn't married to... She Danny wasn't Loder married to Danny yet. Okay. 2001. Um, they were a, a big celebrity couple that is not really talked about anymore. No. Okay. But so, they were a thing for okay. years. And it's not... Uh, it's not Lyle Lovett. Lyle Lovett. No. That was <laughs> early 90s. This hand gesture on my hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Kramer hair. Yeah, the Kramer hair, exactly. Um, or I the Pete hair I after a yeah. few more months. Yes, exactly. I don't remember. Benjamin no. Pratt. Very weird okay. coupling. Shot in the dark. How many Golden Globe Globe nominations do you think oh, she has? Man. Thirty. Ten. <laughs> They're handing Ten. those out You're like close. candy. Nine. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. See? Um let me think. Uh what two Oscar winning best actress roles did Julia turn down? So actresses went on to win in those categories okay. that she was offered. Sure. And she said... And maybe no, even written go. for it with it in mind. Okay. And she said no. Um, I'm going to say Annie Wilkes in Misery. No. <laughs> <laughs> and Driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> Stupid. Um, let's see. What no. came after? What came after? Uh, Silence of the Lambs? No. No, one that was Michelle the, Pfeiffer. What is from the late 2000s? Late 2000s. Mm-hmm. All right. Who won Best Actress? The late aughts. In the late, the late aughts. She plays a southerner. And Reese Witherspoon. Blanking mm-hmm. on... One of them is Sandra Bullock in The Blind Side. Oh, oh. that's a Julia role. And the other yeah. one is a period movie of the late 90s. Hmm. And it was Best uh, Actress, not Best supporting. Actress, yep. Would she have been Marmy and... Little woman? No, she no too she's too young for that. For that. Too young. Susan didn't win. Late nineties for that. Um, late nineties. Best actress in the late nineties, and it was period, mm-hmm. and it was Shakespeare in Love. It was Shakespeare in Love. Stop it! She uh, was offered Viola wow, in Shakespeare in Love, and she stop said no. It. And I think that when she was sort of attached to it, it was her and Daniel Day Lewis. Huh. See the who ages who would have oh, started with better. her. Joseph Fiennes, though, my <laughs> God, him in that movie. Uh, yeah. I thought dirty things and this about is him. Then a point that we're probably going to talk about a little bit later. But I feel like Joseph Fiennes would have probably read too young for Julia yeah. Roberts. Yeah, oh, yeah, and not that he is. No, it's a fine pairing, you know. But I feel like on screen they would have said, "Oh no, he's too young." Daniel Day Lewis, who's considerably older than Joseph Fiennes. They would have played off each other better, mm-hmm. and it's because Julia just well, has a mature. And we mentioned this before that just because of her stature mm-hmm. alone, she mm-hmm. reads older. I mean, in yeah. Pretty Woman, she's twenty-two, and yeah. Richard Gere's forty, and it doesn't seem right. like an eighteen-year age difference. Totally, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, what is the only sequel Julia has ever made? She's only done one. Ocean's Twelve. Ocean's Twelve. Yeah, I was say, one of the Ocean's Where she plays. Uh, Herself and Julia Roberts. That <laughs> looks like the actress Julia Roberts. Weird. Dual mm-hmm. role of Weird. herself and I, her character. I only saw it once. I, I, don't I think, think I've, I've seen it maybe it. twice because it was probably the worst of the bunch, but sure. it was 
Yeah. So my my last <laughs> so, so ridiculous. So my last question is: I All thought right. this was interesting, and All I had right. to Google it to try to get. Oh God! Like a few sources for this answer, but I okay. thought it was interesting. Who was Sleeping with the Enemy originally written for? And she is an actress from the 60s and 70s. So this was probably a script that was older. Floating around. That they just sort of repurposed in the, I mean, at that time it was the early 90s. Yeah. Sleeping with the Enemy. And it was written for. Sally Field. Charo. Close. (laughs) Not not Charo. Okay. Uh, Kind of close with Sally Field. You're in the same ballpark and age. Okay. Same ballpark and age. I was trying to go for like a cute stretch to pull them together in the movie. Would have been young in the 60s. Young in the 60s. Mm. Um, Not not Jane. It's Jane. Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. I thought that was interesting. If I could just see uh, an... 70s or 80s Jane Fonda in this role? I mean, maybe. Yeah, with like... Could have been... Yeah, could have... I mean, why... Yeah, definitely Mm could have worked. Thinking Lauren Bacall. Did she not do... Did she not do that with uh, the fan? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah. So, that was our Julia quiz. Yeah. Okay. That was very... That was a great... I like to use the sound effects for the quizzes. That was... That was a lot of depth for that You both did well. And... Pretty Woman. I mean, <laughs> so I've been wanting to get to this movie for a while. Yes. And I think this is kind of one of the big movies that I just associate living in Los Angeles with, especially when I mm-hmm. moved here. Yeah. Because when I first moved yeah. here, I moved to West Hollywood and then a place in the Hollywood Hills. Do you remember my apartment? Mm-hmm. Sort of just below the Hollywood Reservoir. Yeah. So I would go to Hollywood Boulevard a lot. Yeah. And this movie was always on my mind. Like, yeah. I always just tried to think, like, okay, where was she talking with Kit when she see when she first sees well, they mentioned, Richard Gere? Well, they mentioned yep. the stars on the, mm-hmm. on the walk. Mm-hmm. From Fred Astaire to, you know, whoever. Esther Williams. Esther Williams. Esther Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> Esther Williams, where you belong. Yeah, yeah. So they, they're, like, literally pointing out landmarks that we yeah. could probably go find, you know? Well, and the Las Palmas Hotel, it's mm-hmm. just like... You know, you it seeing it in the film and see, like growing up watching that and feeling like it was this huge yeah. landmark, and then you go and you're like, Uh-oh. "This is a little shit duplex, like <laughs> four room hotel," yeah. but it's still like I I but, would go visit it when I first moved to L.A. Yeah, and Hollywood's full of those kinds of little tiny like why are they mm-hmm. even calling this a hotel? Um, the Blue Banana. Not a real location. Not a real yeah. location. But we've but, I mean, those endeavored ba- to Those find, bars yeah, are, I mean, yeah. just all over Hollywood Boulevard. And that's yeah. what's interesting about Hollywood Boulevard is that even now in 2022, I think that we were just there for around my birthday, there is still that grittiness to Hollywood Boulevard Absolutely. that's a leftover from this time. Yeah. That yeah. even kind of in gentrified L.A. No matter how much yeah. you try to clean it, wash it, you're just always going to get yeah. – the you know the street people and the drug use and the yeah. you know not so much prostitution anymore because everyone's moved into the digital mm-hmm. world for that. Mm-hmm. But you know, I remember <laughs> coming home from the airport one time and it was like six a.m. Everyone yeah. was just bar- like the birds were just chirping, you know. Yeah. And this this girl was just out there working it for her last buck, and she just was not even giving us. Just pulled up her just shirt and just started out. shaking those <laughs> those store bought titties like, and like come on, I it's, just it's late. Oh, gotta <laughs> love. Of LA, that you know, six AM. That I just mean, going for that last trick. Airport hookers. That's a whole other. 
I mean, we could have a whole side podcast about yes. hookers in LA yeah, in general. But I feel like when class. I first moved here, that was sort of the last few years of yeah. just street seeing walkers. street walkers, <laughs> walkers yeah. on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. And they're probably, I mean, they're probably there oh, yeah. now, yeah. but they're just not as prevalent as yeah. they once well, were. Because everyone can get their sex online now, so yeah. you don't you don't have to go out in public to find it anymore. Yeah. And you know, yeah, but like, you, there's also not just like through the apps. No, like, no, no, but like, like rent boy, yeah, rent that, girl, yeah, rent boy, yeah, like yeah. all those things. Mm-hmm, you know, there's mm-hmm. I, I have, and it's legit. It is a acquaintances <laughs> who are air I mean, quote masseuses. I mean, yes, you yeah. know, they they say they are there for listen, a massage, but that is not what they're there for. Listen, they're getting paid for the time that they're hanging out. Exactly, with exactly. they yeah. are providing Whatever happens a service. On that evening, yeah. Happens on that. They're providing a service, well, whether that's yeah. a nice massage or a big fat yes. dick inside you. Well, we're mm-hmm. they're well, providing that service. I'm getting paid to show up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and what happens from yes. there is up to you. Exactly. <laughs> if, I mean the the world of selling yourself has certainly changed yeah, since Pretty Woman absolutely. was the day, but. I mean, in the end, it's all the same. You yeah. know, it's all transactional. It's mm-hmm. all this for that. You know, I mean, we've all quid seen pro the quo is May, the name of the game. I think calling it a May December relationship when we're in Palm Springs is being a little generous. Sometimes it's a <laughs> January December relationship <laughs> when you're in Palm Springs. Going, it's what co- is going on here? It's, oh, it's oh, I know yes. what's going on here, mm-hmm. and it is yes. companionship, and they are paying for the time. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. But yeah, I, love, I love those memes that are like, you know, like some young boy kissing some like 70 year old. It's like, got my new PlayStation yeah. 5. Don't ask any questions. Every time a new iPhone comes out, yeah. those memes come out and yeah. they're great every time. And I love it. So that's kind of a good segue for the production history of Pretty Woman, which I find very fascinating mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. this movie was written by J.F. Lawton, mm-hmm. who was just a struggling screenwriter at the time in the 80s writing this movie. And would just talk to the local sex workers about yeah. just he lived in Hollywood just sort and would of just what talk to the girls. So just yeah. how did they get to Los Angeles and started the turn tricks? And that a lot of them were just sort of from the Rust Belt. When everything went belly up in the audio industry, they moved out to L.A. They ended up turning tricks and just sort of him thinking like, wouldn't it be really interesting to write something like this in a movie? And he mm-hmm. said that he was talking to a girl that had. Pretty much a whole Vegas week paid for by this like millionaire, and then at the yeah. end of it, just like I'm done. Like, yeah, the John was like, "This mm-hmm. was great, have fun," mm-hmm. but Peace just out. sort of Thanks. treated her Still like a me. princess for yeah. a week, yeah. yeah, and then it was over. And he just kind of thought, "Wouldn't that be a really in- like great idea for a movie?" And if you're a prostitute, I mean, shit, what a week! Like, yeah. I'd be like, that's kind of like your golden, not golden ticket, but I feel like. Every now and then you'd be like, all right, this is the one that's going to like whisk me away. And I, I'd be okay with that. Be I like, feel like go. in Vegas Let's that go. happens a lot more often yes. with Vegas prostitutes. Vegas girls. Yeah, yeah. If you're in Vegas, you can get the whole like – I have a, Let's stay at your a room, client who has, that. you know, on harder times turned mm-hmm. to selling what he was given naturally yeah. and got picked up for a weekend mm-hmm. and stayed in a suite and got taken to all the best restaurants and all the best clubs and everything got paid for flown out to LA the next week. So like, he lived this movie. He, you know, <laughs> just had a little pretty woman moment yeah. for a, you know, yeah. a long weekend. That's and a, then yeah. it was, it was definitely there, but it did not turn out the same. Cause that no. person is still in Las Vegas turning tricks. He but, did not get the fairy tale. No, but yeah. 
Hey. But hey, I'm not mad at that week. I'm not mad yeah. at that like, week either. <laughs> what a time. So this movie was originally titled 4,000. 3,000. 3,000. Yeah. Excuse- he, he, he would have paid four. He would have paid he four. Would've, he would've she would have done, done it for she two. two. She would have done it for two. <laughs> so it was originally written Even as a low. darker look at just prostitution. Right. And these relationships. And this originally began at Vestron, which mm-hmm. is the little studio that did Dirty Dancing. It was originally just like a VHS a home video home distribution. Video distribution. Yeah. And then they did Dirty Dancing and got this huge blow up. And then they went belly up in the late long. 80s. <laughs> and they were shopping this movie around. Yep. And Disney's uh, Touchstone. Kind of adult, Touchstone Pictures. They would do like sort of like the more adult fair. They not, did all the Bette Midler projects. All the, well, yeah. all the and like, like all Turner the and Hooch. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, the sister acts were Touchstone. Mm-hmm. Outrageous mm-hmm. Fortune, Beaches, oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. they bought all the script. Of those. Yeah. And all the movies we grew, <sighs> grew up in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all the all the yeah. the movies that made us gay. Exactly. And Gary Marshall <laughs> had just done Beaches for Touchstone. And he attached himself to the movie and then started – the movie started to evolve in a very different direction. Right. Even as they were shooting. Right. The cast says on that movies that made us on Netflix that they would do the funny take and then they would do the serious take. And then they'd do a third special take where they talked about anything. <laughs> Maybe his shoes. <laughs> Say something about the shoes and Talk that's about- that's good. <laughs> I love I love a Marshall family accent. I mean yes. Gary and nothing is I could listen to Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall talk, and it's so grating and so horrible, but I just love it because <laughs> of like just growing up hearing them and I mean uh Cheryl. Laverne and Shirley, and then, you know, Gary... Julia, we're going to go meet Richard to convince him to do the movie. We're going to convince Richard. (laughs) We got to get Richard. We got to get Richard. Do whatever you can. Do whatever you can. (laughs) Slide him that post-it note that says, please do the movie. I, I think I love him so much also because of my adoration for the film Soap Dish. As problematic as it is today, there are some... I, I can still watch it up until with, the end. And I'm the same like, way okay. with Overboard. Oh, yeah. 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 He's he's iconic. I mean, come on. Yeah. What, what can and you say? And I think that just Gary is from that school of directors. It's probably like a World War II thing of that when people go to the movies, they want to go for escapism and to have oh, fun sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. to laugh. Well, I mean, his too. up until this – before he started doing films, he was best known for Happy Days. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, right. which yeah. was also, again, another way to of escapism, yeah. taking us yeah, back to the 50s and the, the 70s and 80s, yeah. which crazy that nostalgia then was, you know, just a 20-year dip. Like Back to the Future was 30 years yeah. you know, Still, from 85 I mean, to 55, and now we've already surpassed 2015 when Back oh to the Future God. 2 was. Yeah, but something about that 50s nostalgia, though, it's just like like yeah. very keyed into a specific time. Yeah. And he just capitalized on it so well. And it's so interesting because Happy Days is this like kind of – white bread i Mm -hmm. guess you know very like it's in milwaukee wisconsin and richie cunningham and you know they're this very like white like waspy family but it's like who's behind it like freaking gary marshall yeah a very ethnic and you know totally you know coming from a very loud kind of a culture cultural background and all that so it's you know interesting how you know he kind of brings these kind of all-american values Mm -hmm. to his projects right but he also is 
very all American, but mm-hmm. it's in a in a more ethnically kind of charged background. So maybe that's how he's able to just like inject things that mm-hmm. we all kind of latch on to. Yeah, but um, still kept the screenwriter JF Lawton on. Like the they, writer, yeah, the they tried to yeah. can him, but he insisted on. Well, yeah, him they, they brought the in several different people to work on it in the interim of right. giving him the boot and then bringing him back right. as far as I have read. But yeah. So this role was always intended for Richard Gere mm-hmm. of that when they were first shopping it around. Richard Gere was always at the top. I mean, American Gigolo, Officer and a Gentleman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he originally passed on it because he didn't want to do it. Right. Because mm-hmm. that was when it was still... The dark girl. Well, yeah, and I think even for not just for a romantic comedy, but for a mainstream movie to be like, oh, you're gonna like get, fall in love with a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, oh, I don't know about that. Um, I imagine at this time, John Travolta might have still been box office poison. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he's doing, you know, your uh, look who's talking. Yeah, he but, was doing look who's talking. But this is at pre- this point. They read. Um, so who are they reading for this? I think that Burt Reynolds was one That's of the ones too that old. They, that I they couldn't really even consider. It was really considered, and I can't even imagine that. They Can would have had to weigh up the age. It oh, yeah. Have been Vivian Julia. would have been yeah. like 35. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't have been. Couldn't but have then been it would have been a horrible different movie because exactly. she would have been some washed would up. It would have been States. Best Little yeah. Whorehouse in Texas. Yes. Al Pacino yeah. was somebody that no. they read with Julia. <laughs> and no. Al was just like, I really like her. Like, she, she has a bright future ahead of her. I'm not doing this movie. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, also, when you look at the actresses that we're reading, when well, they, the the legend is Molly Ringwald. Yeah. Molly Ringwald, the legend Molly is Ringwald Molly, Ringwald Molly passing says, on it, right? Saying I that's the biggest mistake I ever made was yeah. passing on. Some of the women. other names yeah. that I was reading, Diane Lane, I think uh-huh. was pretty close to getting you know, Vivian. Though, Diane Lane has not a reputation, but it's one of those things where every time you're reading an IMDb actresses considered for this movie. Her name is always there. <laughs> she was always considered. And she it's was like, the why bridesmaid. Why doesn't she have this bigger career? You know, because it didn't happen until her later her. in her life. Yeah. Like she, she got those like those and, like in a Richard Gere movie. Yeah, as of the sexy, yeah. you know, and then adults, under the like, Tuscan Sun and yeah, those sort yeah. of things pushed her into mm-hmm. that next stage. But yeah, oh, what was that? Oh, she did that one that hurricane or whatever the perfect storm oh, that she was shit. with mark Wahlberg. i'm like <laughs> yeah. she's a thousand and that was he's weird 20. she's a little older than him yeah <laughs> drew barrymore and wyona Ryder wanted the role but marshall felt that they were both too young mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. yeah uh, winona looks young mm-hmm. and drew comes off young yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uma thurman and jennifer connelly <gasps> uma would have been auditioned good. and also i could see all four of those actresses being in 3000, the darker movie. Right. I think mm-hmm. any of them would have worked yeah. for a darker past that material. Yeah. And I should also say that I would totally watch the darker version of this oh, movie. Oh, totally. <laughs> I would have, like, I would love that movie. Yeah. But I think that it's it's interesting that this is the movie that we got. And right. I love it. It's so, yeah. it's so funny how, you know, at the time in 1990 when this movie mm-hmm. came out, you know, we were just fresh. Were we still with... Wait, was Clinton the president yet, or was Bush still president? He was Bush, Bush was still president. It was still Bush, so we were still in a thick, like... Coming yeah. out of the Reagan Coming years. out of the Reagan yeah. years, yeah. very, like, Christian-pushing, mm-hmm. you know, the Tammy Faye years, <laughs> and the, you know, the electric churches coming at us, mm-hmm. and, you know, Pat Robertson, and what's his fart? The old fat fuck. <laughs> 
that were like pushing Christian values at everyone. And, yeah. And then this movie was a big fuck you to that yeah, whole absolutely. establishment mm-hmm. saying we can make a movie about a prostitute with a heart of gold. Yeah. And it's a borderline family movie. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's sex in it, but it's not anything yeah. too risque. Yeah. So I think Richard Gere brings to it this very, I mean, he's playing it so subdued, right? Mm-hmm. And he plays Edward as just this like uptight, super rich and just every, every little bit that you get about Edward's character he's like well she can't be my niece because I'm an only child it's like well of course you're an only child you know the things just things like that and it's, about his it's such a rich dude thing yes. it's <laughs> such a thing of privilege it's all he he plays it perfectly yeah. because it's all just spurned by that just just yeah. in in Inherent sense of like I know that I'm worth more than the rest of you <laughs> will ever be, and I feel like these other actors that they were reading for it wouldn't have been able to be as subdued as Richard Gere. Right. Sure. They would have kind of had brought. to push it further yeah. and make it more annoying. Speaking yeah, of yeah. Richard Gere, is there anything better than vintage Richard Gere from the <laughs> '70s and the '80s? We yeah. just watched Looking for Mr. Goodbar a few months ago. And holy shit! I remember <laughs> his, staying up and his watching boy in that movie, American <laughs> oh Gigolo. God. Yeah, like I was staying the night at my mom's friend's place when she was out of town, and I stayed up late and like laid in front of the TV and turned on HBO super low just to see him shirtless. <laughs> yeah, be like, Ugh. I mean, you see him like pretty much naked well, yeah. in American Gigolo, which I love. Um, you know, who loves Richard gear, moms. Yeah. Moms love her Bullet, Bulletproof <laughs> when it comes to women, yeah. women of like a certain age. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I don't you know, know. It was certainly, I mean, they, it was specifically yes. picked for yeah. the female audience. Mm-hmm. Like he was, mm-hmm. he was chosen to appeal to yeah. middle-aged women. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't care about the whole, like, he's a Buddhist and he's a vegetarian and all Whatever. It's not it doesn't come off as annoying or precious mm-hmm. or anything to me. It's just like that's just kind of the path he chose and he I don't think he's preachy about it. I feel no, like he's just all. like yep. this is just the life that I'm leading mm-hmm. and who cares what you guys do, but I'm a vegan Buddhist and whatever. And I I don't know. I feel like other actors that kind of storyline in their life, you'd be like, oh, he doesn't shut go to like a Joaquin, a Joaquin Phoenix level. <laughs> yeah, sort of being annoying. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Richard Gere has had some well, uh, I mean, award speech moments where it's like, all right, tone it down. Well, and then but we had, the you part, know, the entirety of the late eighties and nineties, the whole gerbil story. I mean, but that's all like, like straight male jealousy. Yeah, yeah. that's the whole. Oh, yeah, totally. Rod Stewart getting mm-hmm. his stomach pumped, which evolved because they were just jealous of Rod Stewart fucking all of those women. Exactly. They're like, why is a sixty-five-year-old fucking a supermodel? Absolutely. And you know, I don't know. I mean, Scott, this probably didn't happen for you. Let me ask you this: the Rod Stewart stomach pump full of jizz story. In my school, it was Jordan Knight. There was a rumor going around that, and it was this, and I didn't realize until I was like a teenager in my 20s that that is an old recycled rumor about Rod Stewart. And then I was like, but I heard it about Jordan Knight when I was in in middle school. And it's just this thing where these guys are probably pulling so much trim that they make up these stories about them being gay, and it's completely... Did you just say pulling so much trim? Yes, I absolutely did. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Because it's 
A hundred percent true. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, just we were talking about it while we were watching the film, but just think about the amount of douchey white guys that mm. went out and bought Lotus Esprit oh, after yes. this movie, thinking that they were going to pull the trim. Yes, absolutely. A Lotus Esprit. Uh, what is it? Uh, who, who? What car was a Countach? That was that wasn't a Lotus. That was a was it a Ferrari? Oh man, or a Lamborghini. Those, Lamborghini Countach. There you go. Those like ultra rich eighties yeah. cars. I can't even. Well, I had never heard of a Lotus before this movie as a kid. I think this movie was the introduction to like the mainstream. Porsche, and I think they said BMW or somebody else Mm -hmm. passed Mm -hmm. on because they didn't want to be associated with a film about a prostitute. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Although their entire, every car they've probably sold is at a prostitute. I mean, (laughs) seriously. If if your car is in that like... uh, poster that you can buy at spencer's gifts of that garage if you can, if you can sell this at like a college bookstore yeah. yeah yeah oh god yeah i mean this truly is a film about as you know we we've heard tell many a time the oldest profession mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. there's never been a time where someone hasn't sold themselves or something yeah and but also it's very i mean it's 1990 but it still kind of is riding that wave of like 80s excess oh yeah that mm-hmm. that weird job that edward does he corporate buys and raider sells. yeah what is that who knows yeah. <laughs> well i mean even like vivian like asks him like, know, so, like, so you're basically you don't buy or sell anything yeah. or, or, make make anything. Anything. or make anything yeah, yeah. No. but it was a huge i what mean exactly what do you thing? do yeah. So let's talk about the character of Vivian yes. that Julia plays. Yeah. So Vivian Ward. She lives at her cute little. <laughs> is it cute? I it's think cute. it's kind of cute. cute. It yeah. is a. I think it has some charm to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 300 square foot, <laughs> you know, studio yeah. hotel room that two women live in. Mm-hmm. With twin beds yeah. and garbage I mean, and beefcake photos, posters <laughs> on the wall. I feel like Laura is sort of playing the ultimate movie best friend. I think she's so much fun as Kit. I you know, love just that kind character. of like this is yeah. the type of woman that saddles up to the bar and makes a little like buffet. Yeah, after <laughs> you know, coming down from the, her, of the cherries coming down from her heroin yep. or cocaine mm-hmm. or crack well, or whatever they were doing. So this is. This is the thing. This movie starts off on a murder yeah. scene, right? Or an OD, at an least. OD, yeah, yeah, not a murder. An OD, a are you with the press? OD, yeah, right. Are you with the press? It's no, we're from Orlando. Orlando. Yeah, it starts off with a prostitute OD, uh, Hank Azaria, young Hank Azaria. Yes, as the detective. Yeah, in and sort out. of these One remnants scene. of. The script that it was meant to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and she comes in and gets there. Oh, sorry. I had to party. And I so clearly party, they had yeah. been doing. And she probably up says, heroin. You spent or, our rent money on drugs. Yeah. yeah. She needed a little pick me up. Yeah. Or crack, maybe. I mean, this was. Crack, yeah. 80s, mm-hmm. 90s, yeah. They talk about cocaine a few times. Mm-hmm. The one, the guy on the street's like, oh, cocaine, her pimp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like those elements are still in yeah. there. And like Vivian is. She's pissed at, at at Kit for doing these things. And on the one hand, Vivian is a little bit too not goody two shoes because she's a sex worker. Mm-hmm. So she's not that goody two shoes. I don't want to yeah. say that she's but... naive because she does fully grasp yeah. a yeah. lot of the situations yeah. that she finds herself in. But she's the kind of sex worker that just doesn't go as far as Kit. Yeah, go. she's not into drugs. Yeah. She never has been. Yeah. It's not her thing. So I get it. I mean, yeah. and I understand 
how drugs can play a part in sex in the easiest yeah. way because yeah. it's the easiest way to disassociate from mm-hmm. the act. If you're in a different state of mind, yeah. you can then just do whatever. Yeah. Because not all her johns are going to look like Richard Gere. New, <laughs> new. You know those five dollar hand jobs yeah. she's given around the corner are not Richard Gere. But Absolutely. she has this whole philosophy with Kit mm-hmm. that they called the shots and when. Yeah, right. Too. They're not no, going to get a they, pimp. No they pimps. don't answer to a pimp, mm-hmm. and they get the say of I say who who they're taking money from. <laughs> I say who. I say when. I say, I say how who. much. I say who. <laughs> I say when. I say who. <laughs> yeah. So, so they have their you know they have their manifesto mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of how they're living their life, all that. Yeah. But it, it is interesting at the start of this movie. There's like. You know, there's layers of the, yeah. You know, the, the darker... darkness is there. Mm-hmm. It's just they. Yeah. I love this opening look in the wig. <laughs> the Carol Chan. This wig. like kind of crazy tube dress with cutouts in it. I think it's so cool. Yeah. And it's like two pieces too. Yeah. yeah with a little yeah. cock ring chain in the middle <laughs> yes, holding absolutely. it together. <laughs> yeah. And also in the opening montage, you see her. She has those black oh, thigh, the high thigh high boots, boots that she's coloring in with the with Sharpie. Sharpie. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Yeah. That's very like, you know, drag on the go. Like, you Absolutely. Know, <laughs> I don't know if you ever worked as a server or anywhere, <laughs> but having to wear or even being a hairdresser, you yeah. know, working in the salon when wearing I was an assistant black, wearing yeah. all black, we would carry Sharpies in our pockets just to mark out the bleach stains on our oh, shirts yeah. <laughs> because it would just soak right into fabric and cover it. Yeah, that's true. That they would just like bleed. Into yeah, like, yeah, totally. So I, I get the being resourceful with those. She probably paid $30 for those boots on Hollywood Boulevard at the mm-hmm. time. That was a big investment. Oh, that yeah. was like 10 hand jobs. Well, maybe not 10. I'm, I'm downgrading her three to $3 hand, hand, hand jobs. <laughs> three hand jobs to get those three boots. Hand jobs. You know, I mean, I it's love- like, it's like when you watch drag race and they're talking about how in the early days, everything they make goes right back into their drag. You know, she's putting the money back into her outfits. Yes. I mean, I she bought that wig. wig. You know, yeah, the wig's new clearly. Mm-hmm. I think that Raj has talked about it on the, on her podcast that just sort of those those downtown stores, LA those stores the Hollywood, and, and Boulevard, Hollywood Boulevard yeah. is just where you went to go get dragged yeah. there's hooker stripper mm-hmm. stores yeah. yep. there's stripper yeah. stores because yeah, they yeah. didn't they didn't since they were already catering to the mm-hmm. sex workers they mm-hmm. didn't look down on the boy yeah. the, you know the drag queens they're <laughs> yeah. like whatever we'll take money where we can get it yep yep and they and they carried you know Sizes up to yeah, yeah six sixteen because there were because there were trans sex <laughs> yeah. workers working yeah, you know wearing size fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to think that Vivian got her uh, Carol Channing wig from that wig store. You know, like I mean, you know, like the costume store in Hollywood Boulevard yeah, yeah, yeah. that it has wig, the Hollywood Halloween wig, one. Yeah. wig stylist on duty. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. no, that was a shake and go at best. That was you know she pulled that shit out the bag, right went the bag. <laughs> popped it on, but it was it was that she gave it, she it gave was that volume eighties. Ash, Ash Blonde, like Ash Dynasty, Blonde, yeah. like Carol. What, what was her name on uh, uh, Linda Evans? Linda Evans, yeah, Crystal, that, yeah, Crystal. Yeah. That Linda Evans, Ash mm. Blonde, Crystal oh, Carrington, yes. so bad. <laughs> A dishwater blonde, would you call? Mm, it just that, it's just so ashy. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the look is iconic. Yeah, the the blue skirt part almost looks tie dyed. Yeah, it's, right? it's, it's well because you can see as you mentioned when we were watching it that the dress that looks kind of jersey is actually a knit, mm-hmm. and I think the bottom is the same as well. So it looks it's probably hand dyed and all yeah. sorts of like funky things. But mm-hmm. you know that 
that outfit is. We should probably mention the costumes in this movie were done by Marilyn Vance, and Marilyn Vance did all of the John Hughes movies. Okay. Wow. She dressed all of the Breakfast Club kids and also Ferris. Right. Love it. Okay. She did all the costumes for right. those. Those mm-hmm. are some great yeah. iconic looks throughout. And, and that's the thing about Vivian's look is that it's super curated and that it's got this like crazy like scoochy dress with the, you know, the cock ring and mm-hmm. and the thigh high boots, but then she pairs it with the coat, the blazer from the, the blazer, yeah. from the the usher at the movie theater yeah. that they bought for 20 bucks off of Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then her little, like, cap. Mm-hmm. The cap on, on top. Yeah. yeah. It's a whole, like... But then when she goes outfit. to, you know, walk up to the car, she takes it off, throws the jacket off, does her little strut. I love her, <laughs> her, I love her back and forth with asking directions. I always think of the scene whenever I'm walking in this area. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got changed from a 20 for a 20. I'll, I'll tell you, you personal. I'll tell you personal. I'll show you where the stars live. I've already been to Stallone. I've already already seen Stallone's. (laughs) See, that's the thing about the script is that there's just so many layered quotable lines that I don't even think about. And then I watch it and I can just finish the sentence. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I – nothing beats. That's a little (laughs) stiff. Her just reaching into his pants. (laughs) Well, no, but it's got potential. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So – He's kind of like, I don't know. Is he going through like a crisis at the beginning of this movie? With like, I'm, well, he's, you know, he's obviously, he just ended his relationship right. with his current girlfriend over the phone. Probably yeah. the wise decision script move that you have to have him break up with his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. there has yeah. to be some catalyst for him to end up, yeah. end yeah. up down on, you know, down on his luck because, on Hollywood you know, Boulevard. This can't be a married man that's I, like... That's taking Vivian out. I love the little bit, though, about uh, he's talking to the girlfriend and he mentions, like... Oh, yeah. The girlfriend, she talks more to his secretary. and She's Mm -hmm. like, I was... I was in her wedding. Oh, no. She was one of my bridesmaids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, All that kind of stuff. That's, like, such a good, like, little touch about, like, his life and, you know, how much he works. So we're setting up that he's just this workaholic guy. But, yeah, he he leaves his party in, in... in the Lotus Esprit, which I love. That he can't drive. That he can't drive because he doesn't <laughs> drive stick, really. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting that it looks like the house is up on that portion of Sunset Boulevard that's above the Sunset Strip. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's about two miles On the east, Walk of Fame. And he's going west. Oh, <laughs> Don't even get me started on continuity and directions the and geography. things. Geography. They drive me, especially when you live in LA. It kind yeah, of like- or New York is the same way. Yeah, like if yeah. I watch a New York movie, I'll never forget Morning Glory with Rachel McAdams. There's a scene where she's running, and I'm like, "Bitch, you just left Thirty Rock, and you're heading for something else, and suddenly you're like behind the New York Public Library. What the fuck is happening? Where are we? What's going on?" So yeah, totally the LA yeah. geography is. Not quite right. A little cuckoo, yeah. I mean, the reef bed, Bev Will's pretty easy. It's just you go, you go from to the strip, you go down from, Sunset uh... Boulevard, <laughs> you take a left on Rodeo Drive, go up, go down the street, and yeah. you're there. Yeah, I think it. I think Rodeo even ends at. It does. You could take. You could take Santa Monica, or you know, Hollywood <laughs> would shoot you down to Sunset. Oh would shoot you down. Well, you could get lost, maybe. This has been Hollywood Geography Minute. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. We have spent many a night on the streets of Los Angeles. Yeah, immediately absolutely. lets Vivian behind the wheel of the car just to drive him there. Yeah. And I like the little character note 
that I mean it's a it's a leftover character note of the script that Vivian grew up like in Michigan where they make cars. Mm-hmm. She was around a lot of guys that fixed up old cars. So uh-huh. she no, just, they did. She they just made knows a point about automobiles. Say, not Michigan. Yeah. They made a point to say she grew up in Georgia, Georgia to explain yeah. any accent flubs. Yeah. Okay. So this but so still, that would have been a remnant. That would have been a remnant boys. of the script before Julia yeah. was cast. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that she did see Georgia. I was like, oh, yeah, Georgia. Interesting. They said they did that on purpose just in case her accent got crazy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it's completely gone now. But Yeah. 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 But also that kind of just speaks to Edward and the kind of just like, just do it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, just do this for me. Just drive me. Get out. Just drive right. the car. I, I mean, he drive this car. You know, his first car was a limousine. Yes, you know? exactly. Like, <laughs> He was not the kind of kid who was rushing to get his driver's license at 16. There was no need. He was driven. Literally says in this movie, my first car was a limousine. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) The the scenes with them in, I mean, this presidential suite, this penthouse. with mauve carpeting and walls. Yeah. Well, I mean, the decor alone is it, awful. It, but it's it's, it's like seventeen different rooms got put <laughs> together, but for some reason, it works in this. Yeah. It photographs house. a little better at night. I think that in the in the daylight scenes, you can really tell. Oh, this <laughs> is a set. It is. This yeah. is this is kind of this is kind of a set. Oh, someone built this with a hot glue gun. <laughs> but those early scenes where they're first, where you know he first brings her to the hotel. And, oh yeah, you know, she's in and the wig still. Again, at the time, we're still living off of that dynasty. That oh, yeah. you know, Dallas, that eighties luxury. You know, so this was very in line with that whole scene of like, you know, it felt like something very much out of Dynasty walking into that hotel room. Totally, totally. And probably something that a lot of hotels like Rouge Bevwell, Beverly (laughs) Hilton, the Chateau, that when you see... A certain type of woman come in with a man's suit. <laughs> if you're working the front desk, you know to shut your mouth. Well, what I was yep. what uh, I was going for is the fact that these scenes really show off her charm, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They it's just show Julia. off how like you just kind of fall in love with her and this character. You know, when he says something to her like. This is not the kind of hotel that charges by the hour. And she's like, you know what? Actually, I have been here. And they do charge by the hour. <laughs> like, just the way she delivers yeah. that is mm-hmm. so funny. You know? And all the stuff, she just starts spouting out all this, you know, quick, fast talk and everything. And, you know, watching Lucy. And I've got the carpet carpet picnic. Carpet picnic and all these just little stupid little things are just... They're just funny and charming. We should also like, mention that we're recording this episode with mm-hmm. champagne and strawberries. Oh, yes. That, I uh, mm-hmm. I was asked by Scott a few days ago, would you like wine or beer while we're recording? I said, oh, no. We must have champagne <laughs> with strawberries to bring out the flavor. Yes. Have a strawberry. And floss. Why? <laughs> Why? It brings out the flavor of the champagne. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. groovy. Groovy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, groovy. Okay. Yeah. It's just all that, all that yeah, kind of just delivery. Just that cute little, just oh, groovy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you see him just looking at her, just like, because he's not used to women being this kind of like off their guard yeah, around or, him. or just this earnest, just, yeah. Yeah. just completely it themselves. Is like, it is her, yeah. her earnestness that yeah. really. Because I think for, for Edward, it, yeah. he's super handsome, super rich. Oh, yeah. And any woman who's with him is knows that. Yes. And they, they want the – they're, they're there yeah. for his money. Yes. Like he's he's yeah. a 
you know, a gold ring or whatever. Yeah, 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 absolutely. A brass ring. Brass ring, yeah. that's it. Caught the brass ring. Yeah, and she doesn't care about any of no, that stuff. No, nothing. And so he's just like, holy shit, what the hell is with this weirdo? Yeah. Um, but she's just like showing us, the audience, how, you know, how great she is. Um, Material in the hands of a different actress may not have worked. Yeah. Yeah. No, there were moments. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking about this while we were watching again. Moments when you just look at her and just are just like, <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. This complete I, – I buy into this 1,000% because yeah. just look at that face. Yeah. Yeah. Just look at her beam up at you. Oh, I've got a good trivia <laughs> thing I heard about her face later. But. Ooh, I don't know. But it just you know it just makes so much sense that she just became this huge megastar. Yeah, yeah, of, totally. You know, Especially and and everything like... after the release of this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, she just like she became the biggest movie star in the world. Yeah. yeah, at the time. Yeah, it was just it was a it was a turning point for women. Yeah, in Hollywood, really, it it. Yeah. it Brought about a whole new age. I mean, it kind of, of coined, romantic comedies. It kind of coined and, uh, the term "America's Sweetheart." Oh, that well, I mean, had the yeah. movies really seen someone like that since like Doris Day? Yeah, and you really can't <laughs> compare Julia to Doris Day. Like no. they seem completely different. Well, I mean, the thing that made us fall in love with her was a movie about being a prostitute. <laughs> so you know, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, all those, all those scenes are great. The early scenes and the, and she, her just playing off the whole, like, you know, there's a couch in the elevator and the, and just the size of this room and all that. Yeah. And even the stuff the next morning when she comes out with, I mean, the Julia hair, mm-hmm. Yeah, the Julia hair needs its own trailer. Mm-hmm. It needs its own, like, it needs its own credit in the <laughs> needs movie. Its own credit in the movie. Mm-hmm. This hair is crazy. Just constantly with the hand in it, shaking it out. You know, just doing that every chance she gets. Yeah. But when she comes out and just like wig is gone, bathrobe. Right, sitting on the edge of the table with the plate under her butt. Eating a pancake yeah. in her hand, you know, with her bare hands, all that stuff. It's just like a little, just a touch feral. Just Yes, exactly. I like yeah. those scenes too because Julia, or the character of Vivian, seems the most vulnerable mm-hmm. because yeah. like she laid the charm on pretty hard the night before. Yeah. Right, she but, knows how I mean, to, she knows how to get. You know, she knows how to this get is, the dick hard and, yeah. and keep you entertained. But this is – she doesn't have to ever be there the morning yes. after. No. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. I do want to talk about – so the idea is 3,000, right? She initially and quotes how many, him. how many days is it going to be? Six. Six, six days. days. $500 a day. Oh, she should have gone for more. I mean, yeah. This is where I'm going. She quotes him $100 an hour, right? Like nothing – I won't take less than $100. And he's mm-hmm. like – what for the night for the day for the hour, hour for the hour and he's just he's shocked meanwhile he's pulling in more than 100 dollars an hour doing whatever it is he does right it's a weird job his billion dollar deal he's in town for right so is she bullshitting him when she says 100 dollars an hour is well, was 100 dollars something that her and kit came up with when they saw the lotus esprit yeah, pull up total, that was like yeah. the farthest yeah. reaching she like, could even yeah. imagine cuz i'm assuming you know as beautiful as she is yeah. we have to you know stretch our disbelief and think that she's having to do some pretty horrible sex acts before she meets, yeah. you know, Richard Gere. Yeah. She's doing, you know, back alley blowjobs yeah. and, you know, spit roasting and hand jobs <laughs> in the alley. You never know. You mean, Behind the Los Tacos. Not, yeah, the- she's not, you know, hitting the Regent Beverly Wilshire every yeah. night, so... Five dollar yeah. hand jobs, I'm sure, are something yeah. that happened regularly. What is, that, what is that corner? Is it Santa Monica and Highland? Where... Where Tangerine is set? Yeah. yeah. Well, 
Yeah. Well, where there's where the, it used to now it's now it's the Trejo's, now it's Trejo's donuts. donuts. Yeah, but it used to be the old donut place. Yeah, yeah. Donut and place, then yeah. Del Taco used to be across yeah. the street. Where's the like Walgreens? A, a CVS or Walgreens? Yeah. yeah, that corner is iconic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that that corner right there is the most famous. That's the that's where that's, sex worker if I corner think, in Los if Angeles. If I think of trans sex workers, that's where yes, I think. That's where you think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That area. people always say like Hollywood and Vine, but it's like no, it's Santa Monica. <laughs> yeah, Santa Monica yeah. Highland. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. were. That was. That, I mean, I was driving down Santa Monica Boulevard when I saw that one. You know, six a.m. Mm-hmm. trying to get that last trick in chick and her <laughs> store bought titties at me. Yeah, yeah. So I think the idea was they see this car pull up and they're like, "This is the hundred dollar." Yeah. yeah. That's your right. that's your meal yeah. ticket. So that yeah, I mean, makes, she does, she even says it. She's like, "That's a Lotus Esprit." She's like, "No, that's rent. That's rent." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that makes and a little rent bit was more probably oh, not more than a hundred dollars oh. <laughs> or so for the you know the Hollywood <laughs> yeah. Boulevard hotel. Yeah, that room. Mm-hmm. So that makes a little bit more sense when she says a hundred dollars an hour, but then he says the whole night, and she says three hundred, and it's like, mm-hmm. "Girl, what time is it? Is it right. four a.m.?" It's kind of come um, on. It kind of reminds me of. It couldn't be that terrible, that terrible, because he no. left the party at even if it's like in the middle of summer where mm-hmm. it doesn't get dark until like eight thirty nine. Mm-hmm. He left that party. It was still daylight, and it wouldn't yeah. take him an hour to get down the hill. No. So yeah. we're talking like at the latest nine p.m. Mm-hmm. when she met. So we're talking like maybe ten, eleven at the hotel, maybe. Yeah. So until six, seven a.m. That's like nine hours. Yeah. $100 an hour, and she says 300 for the whole night? That is a steep discount. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of when I revisit. <laughs> we're, talking, we're talking as men here, just FYI. This is, <laughs> this is privilege and the privilege of our penis that we're true. having a conversation about right now. <laughs> we really should have had a lady in this conversation. It kind but. of reminds me of when I revisit Eyes Wide Shut, and mm. the Vanessa Shaw character is the prostitute, mm. and she's going to have sex for Tom Cruise for 200 And I'm just like, 200, 200 girl? On, oh, you could get at least 500 <laughs> <laughs> like, he white he got yeah, money we know he's got the cash <laughs> we need to be so, like yes, i mean we did i in the some trivia we saw it did say that with inflation that three thousand dollars today would only be about sixty five seven thousand mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so it's not mm-hmm. a huge increase i mean doubled yeah, yeah but yeah. still What's that going to buy you in this day and age? Yeah. Like, fuck, rent and for rent a has more than doubles. rent for a yeah. one bedroom apartment is yeah. three thousand dollars anymore. So yeah, in Hollywood, yeah. So I mean, you know, but I, I always thought, like, girl, you can be, you can ask for a little right? more than that. But she's not. But you never know. It may look girl. like she's, a, yeah. it may look like a blown out Arby's down there. That's you never true. know. That's true. She <laughs> might have to price accordingly. <laughs> it could look like a big beef and cheddar. You never know. Sorry. Um, uh, I mean, everybody wants a prostitute, but you went on the first day on the job. Right? <laughs> bum bum. <laughs> That's an old Kathy Griffin joke. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Kath. Um, mm. Yes. That's right. We just rewatched Kathy's HBO stand-up where she talks about thumbing through like the LA Weekly, Weekly for a massage. <laughs> An erotic massage. An erotic massage. That's right. Oh, my and, goodness. And talking in and actual she, physical therapy. And she had the whole like back and forth with that, with that sweet man about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you wanted the first day on the job. Come on. Um, well, I mean, at least, yeah, three grand for six days. I guess $500 a day works out. Shopping privileges. So yeah, there's plus there's more for shopping. Perks. I mean, you get perks. clothes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that first dress she bought, the cocktail dress came in a Gucci bag. So yes, you know that yeah. shit was at least yeah. three to 5000 right there just for that cocktail dress. Yeah. 
and well, accessories. I was going to say like, say like three to five hundred, but oh, no, honey. that's in the thousands. Honey, not a, yeah, Rodeo Drive, not on Rodeo Drive, baby. I'm like, I'm, not at Gucci. I'm like, I'm like in the Marshalls state yeah. of mind. <laughs> You're being a Maxinista right the, now. Right? <laughs> no, I did bust out my labels today. Aside from my, my jersey that says Reach Bev Will is my nickname, I did bring the Gucci and the Balenciaga mm. just to have that feeling of... I mean, he didn't send her to, mm. like, the the outlets. Like <laughs> Head out to Cabazon. It's just shy of Palm Springs. You can hit up the outlets and get a few few pants suits he and said, a few joggers. <laughs> he said, walk outside. There's stores right there. Ugh. And uh, yeah, so there's perks. You know, she got she got some hats. She got some the, the quarter, several three, pairs of gloves, opera length, length and three quarter length. <laughs> I mean, I feel like also for like everyone's mom, I mm-hmm. think that their favorite scene the is the shopping scene. The shopping retribution scene. Yeah. The retribution scene. <laughs> yeah, where she gets to like I'm just so rub it in their face. Rub it in their face. Shop. Big mistake. <laughs> Huge. Yeah. I have to go mm-hmm. shopping now. Yeah. They I mean they've done it in the office. They've done I mean like, yeah. we started our episode <laughs> on Romy Michelle. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like this is I mean, this is just us watching TV at home. It's just watching Romy Michelle it's just watching movies like Pretty Woman. Yeah. And just like and lovingly our... making fun of them and adding like your our sparkling commentary. Your sparkling yeah. commentary. Available on patreon.com slash movies that made us gay. Mm-hmm. 24 commentaries and counting. <laughs> so one of my favorite tidbits of information that I read while I was boning up for this con- mm-hmm. this conversation we're having here was uh, when they were in the their sex scene, the mm. one they finally show, you know, in the hotel. Yeah. Julia Roberts famously has a very large vein in the middle of her forehead <laughs> that flares up when she gets, you know, excited, excited scared, overacting. Sure. And we didn't know this from Pretty Woman because of what I just found out is that she got so nervous for the sex scene and she was so freaked out that the vein came out. Uh, and so Gary Marshall went and got in bed with her and Richard, and oh they God. both sat there and massaged the big vein in her forehead. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. To calm it down so they could finish the scene and not get the Julia vein. Wow. I had a friend who had one of those, and I, I called it his Julia. <laughs> so it's it's something you'll notice in her filmography from then oh, yeah. on. Yeah. But not in Pretty Woman, thanks okay. to Gary Marshall lovingly massaging it down <laughs> during right, the love right. scene. Well, <sighs> I mean... There's also famously a lot of use of body doubles in this Yeah, because I think mm. Julia is someone who's very particular about her body. I mean, yeah. she's an actress. She's insecure. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't really feel comfortable doing scenes where you see a lot of skin. Right. And they did. They had a body double, especially for the opening scenes that mm-hmm. are the montage to the Iggy Pop song. Yeah, when she's in the hotel mm-hmm. getting ready. I even feel like the... The poster of the movie is oh, it's a body double. Body. Yeah. It is yeah. absolutely. Yeah, they said when I was reading my things, they you know they colored Richard Gere's hair and Julia is a body double. Um, I feel like we may have talked about this on another episode, probably the Death Becomes Her episode. But there was an entire Oprah Winfrey where a woman who was like a famous body double, and I think she might be have become like a little bit more famous. She came on to Oprah and was just like. I don't get credited for this. You know, she isn't, you know, she was Isabella Rossellini's body double in Death Becomes Her mm-hmm. because, she, you know, right. she had a lot of semi. Getting out of the water mm-hmm, naked. Mm-hmm. All of that. And that she was Julia, you know, in Pretty Woman and all that. And it was a whole thing of just like not getting the proper credit. I mm-hmm. think the 
the body doubles credited in this, but I'm not sure. Her name is Shelly Michelle. Shelly Michelle. Well, mm-hmm. all right. Maybe yep. she's not as famous as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> she was substituted Shelley, for Shell, the close-up Shell, to Shell, Vivian's Shell. body. Mm-hmm. And the movie poster. All right. Because mm-hmm. you can, yeah, the very opening credits montage, and then even the the pretty woman quote montage where the song is playing. Oh, and when she's shopping, yeah, yeah. That's and that's Julia. not her. I don't think yeah, that's Julia. that was yeah. the body double as well. In the store when they're yeah. the trying shot of on her the back outfits. when she's when she's trying on the, the car. you're trying on the or when she's holding the bra. Obviously, holding, when they show yeah. her face, that's her. But yeah, everything yeah. else, they didn't show her face. That was mm-hmm. Shelly Shell Shell, <laughs> Nick Shelly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the um. I Shell mean, Silverstein. The costumes are, you know, they're a little dated. Whatever, it's fine. But she looks but, great and everything. Yeah. One thing I, I, yeah, that the polka dot dress from the polo field. Right, I was yeah. when we were watching the movies that made us. You know, mm-hmm. the costumer did say that that dress is still recreated to this day, and she Copy, found that fabric yeah. in the back room of Beverly Silks and Linens, which is a <laughs> fucking upholstery shop. Yeah, I think that she mentioned <coughs> on that that they only had one of each outfit. Right. That yeah. They couldn't afford to have doubles. Yeah, it was it was the budget mm-hmm. was not so that they could have multiples of. I always find that so interesting that they have to have multiples. But now, knowing what I know and having seen some, yeah. you know, been on movie sets actors and things, sw- actors sweat. They're the, disgusting. The days are long. <laughs> actors <Yeah>. are disgusting, <laughs> and you get put through everything. My one of my favorite like multiple dress stories is the the Jamie Lee Curtis in. Uh, True Lies, the little oh, black sure. dress. Yeah. Okay. They had like 30 different versions, like the one where she's in the air, the one where she's this, the one where she like they had it in different materials and different this and different that. So that always I always found funny. But yeah, I, I remember them saying they only had one of everything for this. So it was like, mm-hmm. don't, don't fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like at dinner tables, like mm-hmm. holding drinks out on top of grass. Like there's a lot of stuff going on that she could have messed up some of these outfits. Yeah. But, um, I mean, everybody loves... The iconic, you know, uh, escargot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Flinging it so much so that he put it in Princess Diaries. That oh. Gary Marshall redid it with the same actor. Yeah. And in Princess Diaries, was, I don't know Does if it was escargot, 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 but he catches, he catches something, something and okay. says happens all the time. And oh, also, that's cute. Okay. And also Pretty Woman, pretty much a PG version or... The Princess Diaries, pretty much a PG version of Pretty, <laughs> pretty Woman. Woman. Okay. It, is a, it like, is a rags to riches story, mm-hmm. yes. But yeah, again, Gary Marshall, yeah. with all of his, with all of the cast, his daughter playing the Queen's assistant and Hector Elizondo and the guy who was the elevator operator is the next door neighbor. And oh, okay, that. okay. So yeah, but things like things like not knowing. The silverware is like almost cliche now, but well, like you watch yeah. Vivian do it. But like, back okay. then it was yeah. not because I mean yeah. we're you know we're uh, we're coming out of post-war America was mm-hmm. very like let's make things easier for the housewives of America and yeah. let's do you know frozen foods and one pot meals and all it, we we were getting culinary expertise was not. The height of, you know, no one cared about that yeah. in the 80s, 90s, yeah. Yeah. aside from Julia Child and the Galloping Gourmet. <laughs> but, like, it wasn't, you know, Food Network didn't come out until the not yeah. late, mid to late 90s where it was, like, really, you know, food was such a huge thing and people really paid attention. You know, we yeah. we ate fast food. We ate at casual diners. We didn't have fancy meals where there was silverware laid out. 
So Edward taking her to this fancy dinner, which going back to his interesting job. Yeah, there's this like B storyline that he's doing this acquisition of I don't even know what it's a shipping company, a shipping yeah. company, yeah, sure. a family-owned yeah. shipping, family-owned shipping, company. Ralph Bellamy's mm-hmm. shipping company that is going under, and, and he's going to buy it, and break he, it up, mm-hmm. sell it, a, sell yeah. it for parts, yeah, make a lot more money, yeah. And he's been doing this the whole time. He does. He doesn't have any sort of guilt about it. Yeah, him. there's no emotional there's, investment exactly. for him. It's just business. Yeah, you know how can I make the absolute most profit it's not breaking up a family company means nothing to him at this point and sort of the character of vivian starts to become this asset in this well she becomes business a, a, almost a voice of conscience she's, yeah yeah she starts to kind of yeah put it into sp- like perspective yeah of what he's doing yeah it's like you're you're just kind of being a dick <laughs> <laughs> because my thing was like why is he taking her to this dinner like what is he gain from having a woman there like obviously they're just talking business you know but again i mean i guess at this point if you're having a business dinner that's not i mean if you're having at this fancy restaurant you're already like trying to make it seem like it's not business even though it really is yeah Mm -hmm. so he's clearly just bringing her there as a buffer to try to diffuse even more so and you know make it less take them off their footing i guess yeah it's all i mean from a from a corporate raider perspective it's all you know planned and strategic you know he brought her there for a reason to diffuse any possible like them getting too Mm -hmm. deep into business Mm -hmm. and when and when he sees her interacting with ralph bellamy and Mm -hmm. the grandson and all that it kind of like something switches in his head and leads to where do i know the grandfather from he's an old actor from like the golden age of hollywood yeah rough bellamy's been around forever but yeah you know him from uh coming to america not coming to well he wasn't he coming wasn't to america at the end but uh trading places <laughs> with eddie murphy I've and don amici what <laughs> i just know that you see what? jamie lee's boobs in it that's all you. well he's he's one of the main bankers that does okay. he and his brother have a bet that they can turn eddie murphy from Rags to again a rags to riches story, yeah. But um, yeah, he's in that. He had a little mini comeback in the eighties as a as an you know as a senior citizen actor. Yeah, was he in like Batteries Not Included or some of that? He's in Cocoon. No, No. he's in neither of those two. Anything with Jessica Tandy. (laughs) (laughs) No, but they're but they're in the same kind of yeah. Like they had that same sort of senior moment in the Mm -hmm. eighties where it was Mm -hmm. like. You know, them and Don Amici. Bringing them out of mothballs and, yeah. and putting them in these movies. But no, this was Ralph Bellamy's last film mm-hmm, before mm-hmm. he passed away. So good one to end on. I think he is in Strangers on a Train. Okay. I want to say. Yeah. I think he's in Strangers on a Train. Um, so, well, moving on. I mean, you I know. I mean, he did get third billing in the film. So obviously they knew his his name carried enough right he yeah. was above jason Andrew. he was above Alexander. jason alexander so yeah and the credits he was third yeah yep oh he's in the wolfman how about that that was one thing that we watched and i was like oh that's ralph bellamy from pretty oh, Woman. Okay. Yeah, yeah yeah he's in a lot I of love the wolfman. old stuff from back in the day so kind of the rest of their weekend there's the polo match mm-hmm. and you get the whole that he's the whole uh situation that he's starting to be pretty cocky going out with this woman and just openly telling people that she's a prostitute, mainly being <laughs> Jason Alexander. Well, well yeah. not openly yeah, telling, yeah. but mm-hmm. definitely not 
as he says later, you know, I wasn't prepared to answer questions. Well, come up with a freaking story, man. <laughs> Don't go in there and be like, uh, 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 she's a hooker. I mean, it was his idea to start bringing her around. I know. That's what he, so he, he paid have. her for was to be there for the week. But my gosh. He should have had a backstory. Right? Be like, yeah. this is my been prepared, yeah. my cousin's friend or my, you know. <laughs> my, my niece. Or really even, not that. Or we even, know he doesn't have like, a niece. We met in the polo lounge and just hit it off, and she's just right? like tagging along with me. Yeah, we yeah. met on the flight from New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, Jason Alexander's character, Stucky. Ugh. I mean, what a what a slime! What a perfect <laughs> example of pig. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love Jason Alexander though. No, he's great. Just, yeah, just we love Jason great. Alexander. I, I just think of George from Seinfeld. <laughs> I, mean, I always yeah. think of his character in Love, Valor, Compassion, where he's just oh, like the right. biggest queen on earth in that movie, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's 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 super gross in this movie. Well, yeah, very mm-hmm. well used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's I don't know against type, I guess, but. Um, yeah, Edward, I feel like Edward just wasn't prepared for actually keeping her around. And this is, week. I think, that when you really see the remnants of the darker movie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Of that, these are sort of the complex issues that the darker past of the story would have explored. Mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. I mentioned before, like that's absolutely a movie that I would watch. Of oh, just yes. seeing the reality yeah. of, I picked up this girl on Hollywood Boulevard. I'm paying her to be with me this week, mm-hmm. and it's going to get weird. <laughs> Things are going to get weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, totally. Mm. And Stucky is his lawyer. It's his not his lawyer. business partner. It's his no, he's lawyer. his lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. For the corporation, yeah. So it's a big... Yeah. You need that. Yeah. Yeah. I, totally. I mean, he he drives a Lotus. He drives a Lotus. Yeah. yeah whenever I see Amy Yasbeck, I love Amy Yasbeck, I think that there's probably cut scenes of this movie where you maybe get to know his personal life a little more. Maybe it's just because, like, when I see Amy Yasbeck, yeah. and I'm just like, "Oh my god, you got you got Amy Yasbeck! I love Amy Yasbeck. Mm-hmm. There she goes." Well, I think in 1990 she was just a little bit more of a you know character, mm-hmm. yeah. journeyman actress. But yeah, yeah, she only has one fleeting scene in the. Well, she has two. Yeah, she has, two the beginning has, and the she polo has the match. Opening scene in the yeah. in the polo match. But yeah. very, with that beautiful red perm. I was going to oh. say, very beautiful lady that like peaches and cream, like white face and yeah. red hair. We love her. Um, go watch Men in Tights. <laughs> <laughs> She's a gem. Beautiful maid, Marion. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so I mean, this is where we get our like kind of major conflict, where she is like. Not appreciative. Vivian doesn't like to be treated like a prostitute. Well, no one's ever made mm-hmm. me feel like a prostitute before. I mean, <laughs> you just did. Yeah, it's that scene in particular mm-hmm. where she almost leaves that yeah. you can really see the. Oh, okay, I can see the darkness. Well, in this it's movie. interesting because Edward is very flippant with her. He's flippant, but he also kind of gets the most aggressive he is in the film is in the scene where he's yeah. like. You know, he yeah, he just yeah. very. It's like I wasn't prepared for this, and I'm not. Blah, I'm, yeah. I'm a piece of shit. Basically, is the yeah. underlying. <laughs> the underlying is I'm a spoiled, rotten piece of shit, and I don't know how to deal with human emotion. Yeah. But yeah, but like she says something, and he kind of like throws something back in her face at one point. You're just like, oh my god, like bring it down a notch. So yeah, he he kind of has not a dark side, but a little bit where like he doesn't really, like you said, he doesn't really understand emotion and he can't really read mm-hmm. where she is yeah so he says stuff that's like not 
Well, again, <laughs> in his brain, he's still thinking that she's his employee. Yeah. And I think yeah. he says that in the scene. He's like, you're, you yeah. are, in fact, my employee yeah. or something, you know, horrible like that. Yeah, totally. I mean, you can definitely see that we're going to do the dark take and we're going to do the funny take. <laughs> and then but- something about his shoes. <laughs> Say something about the shoes. Yeah. But, I mean, he he talks her back in. Yeah. Yeah. He brings her back in. Well, he sees that she didn't take the money. Oh right! I think that's what I think that's what gets her. I think that's what gets yeah. him out to the hallway when he sees yeah. she left the cash behind. Yeah, the whole lot, the whole the whole three grand. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you're like, take the money. Take yeah, the money. Well, she did take that Gucci dress though, so that dress, was worth something. Took the dress. She has her I didn't clothes. think she had that at first. Yeah. I thought she just had a the tube dress and the wig. But the you, wig. Know, you, you spotted the, that dress. You can see the lace, the black lace dress. It's, that's hers. <laughs> She's like, this is mine now. See this dress? Now I keep it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um you know but the whole thing is like leading up to i mean is it an iconic line i want the fairy tale what do you see happening between us i don't know when i was a little girl my mama used to lock me in the attic when i was bad which was pretty often and i would I would pretend I was a princess trapped in the tower by a wicked queen. And then suddenly, this knight on a white horse with these colors flying would come charging up and draw his sword. And I would wave and he would climb up the tower and rescue me. But never in all the time that I had this dream did the knight say to me, come on, baby, I'll put you up in a great condo. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned in our My Best Friend's Wedding episode mm-hmm. that all of the great Julia Roberts movies have this line. Is that, I want the fairy tale. A version of mm-hmm. it. And uh-huh. I think it's when we mention My Best Friend's Wedding, it's the scene on the boat mm-hmm. with her right, and Dylan. Right, yeah. She has it in, mm-hmm. in Notting Hill Notting for Hill, sure. With... Standing in front of a boy. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, in Aaron Brockovich, I mean, talk about the, I'm not, I'm telling you, I'm not going of Oscar clips <laughs> when she's naming off all of the names in the boardroom. Yeah. I mean, I mean that right there. It's just like ultimate... Julie Roberts and Aaron Brockovich roll the clip. Yeah, <laughs> not the not the cheap shoes. That's also a really good scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a great scene. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Of we did a revisit of Aaron Brockovich during the pandemic, so Pete had never seen it. Mm-hmm. Really, and seen it I think through. that I had almost convinced myself that. Aaron Brockovich is overrated. Like, it's really not that great. Julia Roberts swept that award season. She mm-hmm. won everything. She won the Globe, Oscar, mm-hmm. BAFTA, Critics' Choice. She won everything. Yeah. And I think that I'd almost convinced myself that it's really not that great of a performance. And then I rewatched the movie. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's great. It's Talk great. about, like, a movie that could have been a made-for-lifetime slog yeah, of, totally. like, a procedural movie about this like famous court case but it's not like it's super entertaining yeah julia is really great in it and mm-hmm. she totally deserves that oscar yeah she play- mm-hmm. i mean i loved her speech that year when they start the orchestra start. she's like no 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 man you can put down your little stick because i may never get up here again <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean but yeah this is her 
this is that yeah. moment of a Julia Roberts movie of I want the fairy tale. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. And so this is kind of where Edward really kind of changes his tune mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. most part. You know, he changes his tune with this big corporate deal mm-hmm. with, you know, the shipping family. Edward starts to grow more of a heart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And why can't he make this relationship work out? Yeah. I Just mean, because he never has before, but... So, do we want to talk about the ending of the original script? Which, I could see reading the original script, and when you get to the ending, just being like, oh my god. Oh my god. You mean the ending where Kit dies? The ending <laughs> where... That's not real. That's that not real. Happen. That didn't actually happen. So, Kit didn't die in the original and neither draft. did Vivian. She <laughs> didn't did OT. Everybody remembers Kit dying. The writer talks about that the original ending of the script is that they're driving... In the car. They're going back to the place where he originally picked her up. Mm -hmm. They get in a big fight on the way there. He kicks her out of the car and then throws the money down that he owes her, the Mm $3,000. And she doesn't pick it up at first. And then all the money is just sort of blowing in the air. All these homeless people are sort of trying to go get the money. And then she changes her tune at the last minute and picks all of it up. Mm Mm-hmm. And then as much as she can get, as much as she can get, and the last scene of the movie is her and Kit on a, a bus, bus to Anaheim. They're going to Disneyland because she told Kit that she would take her, to, she would take her to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And Kit says, "I think in the script, can I get one of those balloons with Mickey ears on them?" And I think that Vivian says, "No, only kids get those." Or no, I think that. Oh Kit no, says she that. Kit says that she's like, because, no, those are just because, for kids. And Vivian says, Vivian, no, you can get because Vivian doesn't answer. Yeah, and oh. then Vivian says, no, you can get one of those. Yeah, I kind of love that ending. <laughs> like I could see reading that ending and just being like, Holy I. Shit. We would not be having this conversation. No, we, we would not be discussing this movie in twenty twenty two. We yeah. would not be discussing the legend of Julia Roberts if that was the film. Yeah, I I'm sorry to say that would not have been. If this movie yeah. wasn't this movie, we wouldn't li- have I had... I it lives yeah. a little better on the page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The idea of it is nice and all, and thought of seeing something a little grittier and darker, and there are whispers of it in the film, but when you think of it, this is the movie you want. You yeah, want a happy definitely. ending. You want, <laughs> you want them you to... Want, you want the fairy tale. You want like the Vivian. hooker to win. Mm-hmm. So, like, later on in their lives, if they, you know, go on and have this relationship, and people are like, how did you two meet? Right? Do they come up with a story? They're just like, all right, this is the story we're going to tell. I, don't, I mean, my <laughs> husband and I met on a dating app, and we used to tell each other we met through mutual friends. There you go. Mutual friends. Love it. <laughs> so they can – this is one of the first instances of uh, people faking their – Faking their backstory. Cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you really can't tell the parents that you met on Grindr. <laughs> or, you, or you picked your wife up on Hollywood Boulevard. Right? Yeah. She was my last, my last ditch effort on uh, OK Cupid or whatever. <laughs> so I mean, well, let's say you know he does go in the limo and he climbs up the the fire escape and he gives her the fairy tale and all that. So I'm assuming if they do start a relationship, then he didn't really pay her for everything. I mean, and I guess yeah. how much you know. If she's smart, she'll get him to marry her in California. Then she gets mm-hmm. half with community you know. property. Because if they get married in New York, she's fucked. This is true. But I mean, what is what does the uh, 
the legendary Venus extravaganza say, you know, if a married woman wants a new washing machine and she tells her husband, I need a washing machine, then Mm -hmm. she's going to go to bed with him and he's going to buy her the new washing machine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? And so what's the difference, you know? than what I have between me down there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Venus extravaganza, you know, smart cookie using smart that cookie. using that yeah. noodle. She knew what she was talking yeah. about. What is the difference between getting married to, you know, and having this having to put out yeah. on his birthday <laughs> and Christmas just to get your, you know, tennis bracelet and washing machine. Yeah. And Venus was very much like I go out with these men and they give me gifts. Yeah. They want to see me in shoes. They want to see me in nice dresses. And I accept these gifts from them. Well, yeah. And it's that not was like, Venus's kind of the way that It's not like Edward it. wants, you know, a Hollywood Boulevard streetwalker yes. a week. He wants, he sees this yeah. diamond in the rough. And the same thing for Venus Extravaganza. Just like she dress her like, up. It's yeah. his, his Barbie doll. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. So I always thought of that when she, t- when she tells those stories on Paris is Burning. I'm just like... Oh, bitch, you got this all figured out. Yeah. <laughs> like every married woman's a hooker for her husband. Yeah, yeah. In that little, in that soft little Venus extravaganza voice. <laughs> I want a washing machine. <laughs> Between me tell me. <laughs> Go watch Paris is Burning, everybody. I mean, we haven't gotten the gay remake yet. A Pretty Woman? A Pretty Woman. <laughs> oh, God. But we need to stop with the remakes. We need some... I, I would love to see some original content coming out these days. The Netflix gender swap remake of... Mm-hmm. <laughs> of, of Pretty, Pretty Woman. Woman. I oh, mean, man. they did it to... What was that? Oh, yeah. Just uh, did He's All That. She's All That. He's All I mean, That. He's we All have, That, which has have, like 2% on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, we have, we have Marry Me so coming sad. up. Marry Me. Oh, yeah. We're going to be going to Marry Me. Oh, God. That's definitely going to be like a Made in Manhattan. Yeah. Owen Wilson almost really? looks crazy. Yeah. That, in that these feels trailers. like, yeah, that's, that's a little crazy. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Owen Wilson, we love you, but I don't we know if you. It's a cuckoo pairing. Owen it's Wilson, kind of I just pairing. never. Every time he's put in a leading man situation, I'm just like, but yeah, what, what? <laughs> that nose looks like a crooked dick. It what? looks like a crooked dick. It looks like uh, it looks like Dan Aykroyd in Nothing But Trouble. <laughs> crazy. Oh. <laughs> Not not Dan Aykroyd, nothing but trouble. His his little penis nose. No. Sorry, sorry. Owen okay, I, I, now we now he can't come on the show. Now we're going on uh, tangents. It's all about the third Owen Wilson. It's all about the third Wilson brother. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, I, forget I forget his, his name. name. Yeah. It's not Casey Wilson he's because the one, that is a woman. He's the one uh, in Charlie's Angels. Who in Charlie's Angels? There's a third Owen. There's a third Wilson brother. There's a third Owen. Wilson. There's a third <laughs> Owen Wilson brother. Yeah. In the first Charlie's Angels, he is a limo driver that Drew gets in the car, and she's like, "Ooh, it's so hot." Oh, and licks the and licks the steering wheel. Gotcha. He's that really yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Good tangent. He's, good to he's, know. He's good looking. Um. Anyhow, <laughs> Pretty Woman. Yeah, I see. Okay. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember him. But yeah, I mean, Pretty Woman, this movie's iconic. I mean, it's I loved it when I was a kid. I remember sort of hearing about this movie, and then mm-hmm. my mom just brought home like a stack of tapes from the video store, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure Pretty Woman was in it. it. And I feel like this is a movie that was rerun on cable a lot. Yeah, it was yeah, huge it was. in the mm-hmm. cultural zeitgeist yeah, of yeah. the early 90s. I mean, you know, artists wrote songs about it, and, you know, there were comments about it on 
you know, the TV shows of the time mm. and it hit all the like talk shows talked about it and it led this whole conversation about sex work and it was really a big a big deal for like mm. news fodder, yes. if you will. Yeah. It started a whole new conversation. And I mean just the simple phrase hooker with the heart of gold. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's pretty like, woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh God, I'm Anything trying to think of, of this random ass band I used to love. In the 90s, and they had this song, and they talked about Pretty Woman, and oh, God, I can't remember it. Roy Orbison. <laughs> um, <laughs> Pretty Woman. So, yeah, I mean, it's... it's The material is a, not dark or questionable or anything like that, but it's something that maybe right off, when you're pitching it, if you're telling the story, you'd think... I don't know. That's a little crazy. Maybe that's too much. A little problematic. Audiences. Sure. A little problematic. Yep. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, everybody just latched onto it. And it has to well, be because of, and you know, it was Julia, Julia. Roberts. And it was, it was it, so much of it was the strange. charm of Julia Roberts. Julia just think, Roberts selling the shit out of You know, it. Yeah. imagine, yeah. you know, picking up Jennifer Connelly on Hollywood Boulevard or, yeah. Yeah. or yeah. Uh, Molly Ringwald on yeah. Hollywood Boulevard. A movie that I would have like to watch so yeah. i gotta tell you speaking of molly ringwell just a little side tangent i saw her in cabaret on broadway oh okay incredible talk Good. about mind-blowing i mean she played wow. the role of sally Bowles in a way i'd never seen it so flippant so just like blase about everything mm-hmm. and just a very different take okay. and i was really impressed love that so impressed yeah love I mean, that. this was like early 2000s sure. when i was living in new york but yeah but, you know, they talk so much about Gary Marshall, kind of the way he directed this movie and mm-hmm. kind of not throwing out the script, but just using improvisation so much. Right. And Julia being this type of, you know, personality that she is that somebody like, you know, Jennifer Connelly or, or Molly Ringwald may, would not have been able to bring that kind of humor into it at right. least, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what really injected that kind of I mean, she was still just so fresh and, and charming yeah. and just effervescent. There was just, yeah. you know, it was, it was magic. It really yeah. was a magical fit for this film. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we can't, we can't stop quoting it. Yeah. We love it. And it's, I mean, a, it's I, a movie that I do quote can Kit DeLuca on. more often oh, than well, not. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> I mean, essential movie best friend, Cinda yeah. fucking Rella, Cinda fucking Rella, the giant, the giant big gulp. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I had to party. I had to party. Skinny Marie, <laughs> I love Skinny Marie. I love. Where were you last night? I called and called, Ma. <laughs> Kit, this, the bathroom is bigger than the blue banana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she would have just been coming off of Sex Lives and Videotape. Too. Yes. So yes, yes, big yes. moment of her career. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Fifty bucks, Grandpa. For seventy-five. <laughs> the wife. Can watch. I was a. Uh, I was a watcher of Just Shoot Me. Yes, of course. I love Just Shoot Me. That's that her. Uh, that was her. Her. Her sitcom in the late nineties. George Siegel, um, yeah. Wendy Malick. Wendy Malick was it? Uh, David Spade. David Spade. David Spade. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's the the bald guy who was in um oh he was uh was he um he was in uh galaxy quest yeah 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 he was uh, he was like her boyfriend mm-hmm. who was like the photographer. photographer i can't remember his name and anyway. he was uh he played versace in an older one yeah yeah, the yeah, yeah murphy one but an older version he mm-hmm. played versace in that I totally see that because he looks like him. Yeah, yeah. yeah um just shoot me fun show <laughs> Laura San Giacomo, underrated. Yes. She didn't get much in the realm of film roles yeah, but yeah. i mean i thought she was Spectacular. Should have been Oscar nominated for yeah. both 
sexualized videotape and Pretty Woman. Also, we should mention Oscar-nominated performance by Julia Roberts. How cool is that? Yeah. I feel yeah. like this type of role now would have a lot of trouble getting, like, cracking that five. Yeah, and again, yeah. that... But it was such a moment. It was... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really was just a magical moment where the actress was really just... She was just the perfect choice. I mean, I, I can't even think of anyone else just bringing that, that sparkling easy charm mm-hmm. that she just had at the time and she still can bring out but like that yeah. was just her you know mm-hmm. she had that mm-hmm. inherent mm-hmm. ease to her mm-hmm. you saw it in my best friend's wedding too yes mm-hmm. like i you know they they when best friend's wedding was coming out they're like the pretty woman is back you know that's <laughs> how they, not, they literally <laughs> were billing <laughs> best friend's wedding doing, yeah. she's not doing the weird political thrillers are yeah. yeah. no, Mary Riley's anymore literally that <laughs> was like our pretty woman is back and yeah. she's blah 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 yeah love that <laughs> well i mean this movie has obviously uh stood the test of time and it's like i mean us as little gay boys here. loved it yeah we all you know as a gay adult i love to it. have a sugar daddy mm-hmm. who's Young and handsome, goals. thanks to Julia, you know, and, and Richard. I, I mean, we mentioned it at the top of the show. I mean, in the gay community, I mean, prostitution is very – it's it's, a, it's common. It's there. It's, a thing. it's, it's definitely age, there. Yeah. In this mm-hmm. day and age especially. I mean, people like, are – Sex work and hustlers has always been a part of the gay community, yeah. whether you like it or not. Well, and it's always been a part of the straight community, oh, too. Yeah, they just yeah. lie about it a lot yes. more. Yes, absolutely. Um. So uh, we briefly touched on it, uh, the original title, 3000. I get it. doesn't really make a lot of sense. When you're looking through the newspaper and wanting a movie to go to, does, what does 3000 Pretty mean? Woman Is stand out or 3000? Yeah. <laughs> 3000 kind of sounds like a movie about the stock market. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Or, but also... Pretty Woman is the whole, like, that weird thing of, like, it's got to be a song. It just sa- sounds like an executive was, like... It's got to be a song title. Yeah. You know who that and executive it's gotta was. It's got to be an uh, uh, oldies, 60s, 50s, 60s song title. Jeffrey Katzenberg. Of course. Of course it was him. Of course him. it was Jeffrey Katzenberg. Yeah. Um, what, else, what else could we have called this movie? I don't know. I'm terrible at that. Naming stories, naming you know characters. I'm terrible at naming things. Yeah. So, I, you know. It'd been difficult. I get, six you know, days, seven nights. Six oh days. no, wait. That hey, that was uh, a different Anne film. Hayes, love that one. Yeah, <laughs> Hollywood, Hollywood Boulevard, maybe Hollywood. Yeah, it's Hollywood Shuffle. Ooh, I like that movie. Um, yeah, I don't know, but, but it's, you know, whatever. whatever. It's Pretty Woman. It mm-hmm. brought Roy Orbison back into like I'm telling the top you, forty. We played that sh- that song played at my junior year Dances. winter formal. Yeah, yeah, we were mm-hmm, still playing same. that. Girls had recreations of the red dress. Oh, it was between that or recreations of the dress from that Demi War- Demi Moore wore in um, um, indecent, indecent proposal. proposal. Yeah, yeah, that black cutout thing. <laughs> there was the red. I had like five girls at my oh, junior man. formal Scandalous. in the red or the Demi Moore <laughs> in ninety. This was ninety three. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Few it. years for it to really filter down to, to down. the high school proms. <laughs> in my high school prom. I feel like they would have dressed like Romy and Michelle. <laughs> I mean, I went to school in like the early 2000s. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, so you were like Ashley Tisdale. In it. <laughs> I feel like it would have. It, it you were like, been a, you mean, were like, not even quite Ashley Tisdale. Cause that's more like, it was, that's it was more like high school musical. No, I'm not that, I'm not that young. What Maybe you? sort of like, I mean, when I was in high school, the Pirates movie was really big, so like Kira Knightley. Were they wearing pirate dresses at your prom? I mean, Probably a lot not. of the dorky speech and drama kids were. 
the Lord of the Rings movies were oh, all the rage when I was a senior oh, in high school goodness. too. So maybe like dressing like Arwen or Aon <laughs> for prom. Well, <laughs> I think it's probably time to wrap this guy. Thank you so up. much, Chris, this for coming on. My pleasure. Thank yeah. you for having me to just talk shit and <laughs> I mean, spout out random facts. quotables and we facts about this wonderful film. I always, I always love watching the movie with the guest yeah, right away. Yeah, it's always fun. Yes. And then just talking immediately afterwards. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was this was a lot of fun. Did you want to plug your social media? <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> if you hair. want to, I do do hair. I do lots mm-hmm. of things, but my social media is mostly geared towards my hair. So Chris Ross and hair is my social. And, you know. You can sometimes go and get your beard trimmed by you <laughs> sometimes on the beer bust. not for, since uh, not since the omicron outbreak sure. because uh, i've yeah. been mm-hmm. staying away from the large crowds but yeah uh all sorts of things coming up i'll be who Fun. knows what <laughs> and I'm, I'm not gonna spill the beans but Alrighty. all sorts of things on the horizon now that we're coming out of yeah well who knows what yeah. we're coming not out mean, of yeah knock on wood whatever uh, yeah but um, thank you so much for coming on. This thank was you so a lot much. of fun, and thank we'd love you, to have you, you on in the future again for something new. Yes, so, maybe something um, that I don't know so well, so I can ooh, have like surprises. There you go, sure. twists there and turns. Go. All right, well, we'll 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 put we'll put that in the hopper, and we'll think about okay. think about what's coming up. But until next time, thank you so much for coming on, and we'll see you very very soon. Bye. 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 And thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thanks so much. Another great episode. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Chris. That was really, really fun. We love Pretty Woman. Um, you, is that available anywhere for streaming? I think you just have to rent it. Yeah, you can rent it. But it's on basic cable. It's on cable time. a lot. We, everybody's seen Pretty it's Woman. It's Pretty Woman. Yeah, yeah. Go go buy a 75-cent VHS of it at uh, Out of the Closet. Why not? Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's about that time in the show. Patreon shout-outs. Patreon shout-outs. <laughs> We like to say hey, hey, hello to all of our wonderful patrons: Seth, Alberto, Esperanza, Nicole, Susan, Barry, JJ, Layton, Shelby, Michael, Charlie, Paul, Jamie, Drew, Jimmy, Genevieve, Dawn, Joshua, Emily, Millie, Aaron, Melinda, and Jim, Jessica, Nick, and Shannon, Christine, and Rafino. Thank you for being. Thank you so much. Love you guys. For being our patrons, head over to Patreon.com/slash Moves That Made Us Gay to check out all of the Patreon exclusive content. And also, give us five stars. Yes, indeed. Head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, where you listen All to All those platforms podcasts. where you get podcasts. And if you're able to rate us, rate us. Give us a good review. Mm-hmm. It's free. It only takes a couple seconds. Just jot down. We love this podcast. We'll read it on the air on oh, one yeah. of our shows in the future. And, um, you know, giving us those five stars and good reviews helps us to get seen and helps more people to find us. All that good stuff. So, um Head over there and uh, just uh, follow us and like us on any and all of those social media platforms. We are at Movies That Made Us Gay on Instagram and Facebook, and we are on Twitter. At MTMUG Pod. Yes, indeed. And um, if you want to go ahead and follow us personally, my name is Pete. I am at Peter Lasagna on uh, Instagram and Twitter. I am Scott Youngballer on Instagram and follow my letterbox. See what I'm watching. Yes, indeed. Letterbox, a lot of fun. I. St- Say it every week. I need to update my own personal one. But hey, if you pretty much look Scott's at my letterbox, you know what that's what I've watching. that's what I've seen. Yeah, how about that? So thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with another fresh, piping, steaming hot episode. Until then, see you soon. Bye. Bye.